a simplified approach to a well-mannered dog. Hello, today we're going to talk about five methods not to use in dog training. Punishment, electronic shock collars, dominance methods, excessive isolation, and flooding. This is Leah from Doggone Good Dog Training. First, I want to give a shout out to two different people because I'm referring to their information for this podcast. First one is a website called canineaggression.com, and the other one is an article called The Shocking Truth, written by Claire Staines. If you've ever listened to anything I've ever said in the past about dog training, positive reinforcement really is the way to train your dog. I'm going to talk about some things to avoid, and these are the most common things that people generally do. The first one is punishment. I can tell you that there's nothing that your dog would ever do that it would ever deserve to be punished. When a dog is misbehaving, as we would say, it's mostly because they just don't know what to do with their energy. So that's up to us to make sure that our dog is provided with mental stimulation and physical exercise and information. Dogs don't know what they're supposed to do. We outline those things for our family members and children, and we tell them what's expected in a given day, but people don't seem to do that for dogs, and the dogs are left to try to figure things out on their own. And what they might choose to do isn't what we want them to do because they really don't know what to do with themselves. If you're attentive to your dog's needs, then your dog will get into less, quote, trouble. So what does punishment involve? I'm talking about hitting your dog with your hand or a newspaper, yelling, grabbing your dog's neck and a scruff shake, pushing your dog with your hands, or dragging your dog into the crate yelling and screaming at your dog. Studies have shown that aggression treated by aggression makes aggression worse, and it makes the behavior issues significantly higher when the owners use punishment. This type of correction is based in fear, so your dog will avoid that activity because it's fear-based and it doesn't want to receive the punishment again. Punishment could also be considered yanking your dog on the leash with a prong collar or a choker collar or just really yanking your dog hard around their neck can cause a lot of physical problems for your dog. It can damage their eyes, their trachea, their esophagus, their thyroid, and even affect their brain. So I would never yank your dog hard with the leash. So if your dog is doing something that you considered, quote, bad behavior, the first thing that you want to do is interrupt and redirect. Make sure that you're providing your dog with information, enough exercise, and interactive toys. Number two, dominance methods. The word dominance and alpha are so commonly used and misused and not understood. And I'm sure you've heard of the alpha roll where you roll your dog over on its side and then you hold it down with your arms and your hands so the dog can't move. Or you stare at the dog or you scruff shake it by its neck and using other methods of force. These methods are considered antiquated. Dogs aren't concerned about being the leader. They don't want to be the leader. In fact, they're more comfortable when they have a good strong leader, which is you. When you use an alpha roll, it does nothing to teach the dog how to use their energy properly. All you're doing is holding the dog down, and it's building resentment by the dog. If you want to be a good leader, you don't need to use an alpha roll or any type of dominance methods. Just be a good pack leader. Have fun. Play with your dog. Teach your dog new things. The next method that you want to avoid is excessive isolation. Dogs are social creatures, and they want to be with us all the time. 
You know, sometimes I see a dog outside in a kennel and it's out there for days and days on end. That's very sad to me because dogs are social and they want to be with you. I know there are some dogs that really do enjoy being outside in the yard for long periods of time, but not for days and days on end. Sometimes people think that if they extricate the dog and isolate the dog, that it's going to teach the dog or the dog will understand what it did was not okay. Well, I'm sorry, but that just doesn't work. Social isolation is very stressful on dogs, and they need interaction to maintain their psychological health. By isolating your dog, the behaviors are not going to improve. You're just causing your dog to be stressed out. And again, it boils down to mental stimulation and exercise and training with your dog and spending time with your dog and teaching your dog what you expect. The next one that we're going to talk about is flooding. What is flooding? Flooding is overexposure to something. For example, let's say that you were afraid of snakes and I put you in a room filled with snakes and you couldn't get out. The theory is that you'll just get used to it. Well, any wild animal never subjects themselves to something like that. If they're afraid of something, they run away. It's also like saying you want to learn how to swim. Okay, I'm just going to throw you into the deep end of the pool and you'll figure it out. What does work is counterconditioning and desensitization. Counterconditioning is we're going to change your mind from negative to positive or from exuberance to calm or anxious to calm. And desensitizing is we're going to do that by adding great distances and little or no distractions and we're going to gradually increase it over time. Flooding is not effective and it actually makes things worse. It also makes your dog not want to trust you. It could cause your dog to be so stressed out that he could harm himself or he could go after you. So overexposure to something, which is called flooding, is not a great way to train your dog. So that leaves us with the final thought, which is shock collars. Any kind of electric shock device, whether it vibrates or shoots something out or shocks your dog, is considered an electronic device. Using e-collars is a controversial subject, and there are still trainers today that use e-collars. I personally am against using any kind of electronic device to train your dog. I don't think it's necessary. The problems in using these devices include the potential to create a more defensive and dangerous animal. These tools work by using pain and fear and distrust. Dr. Karen Overall is a very well-renowned veterinary behaviorist, and I'm going to quote something that she wrote about electronic shock collars. She says, Quote, such tools, quote, work by engendering fear, pain, and distrust. And in doing so, they cause long-term damage that make dogs more reactive, less trusting, and less able to reach their full potential in their partnership with their human. End quote. That pretty much sums it up. I have to totally agree with that statement based upon my 21 years of dog training experience. Many aggressive dogs that are trained with electronic collars are eventually destroyed. The use of shock collars is already banned in Wales, Denmark, Germany, and Quebec. I know that people want to use a shock collar because it has fast results, and it gets the job done a lot quicker. But there's a better way. It's a little more time-consuming, and it'll take a little more effort, but it's definitely a better way to train your dog. Most people just want the quick fix with everything. E-collars might give you a quick fix, but they're not giving you the long-term positive good results that you think you're getting. 
Some people might say that you could use the vibration tone on a deaf dog, but the deaf dog network would prefer to train your dog with positive reinforcement with repetitive check-ins. Sometimes the shock collar might be faulty or you accidentally hit the shock, which really would confuse your dog. I have a client that recently purchased a GPS electronic fence system, and we've come to find out that it moves. It doesn't stay in the same place all the time. That's pretty scary for a dog not to know where to step since the electronic fence moves all the time, so I would never recommend that. A shock collar induces pain only to suppress a behavior. It doesn't cure a behavior or erase it. So that brings us back to positive reinforcement and reward-based training. Positive reinforcement training may take longer, but it lays a really good foundation. It's also a huge relationship builder between you and your dog. And we can build on that. Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dog Gone Good Dog Training and let us know that you're listening. If you could give us a rating, we would really appreciate it. Have a dog gone good day using positive reinforcement training methods on your dog. Isn't he worth it? Take care now.